Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Liana Holston. And I'm Sienna Jekyll. And welcome to season three of Tossed Popcorn. (laughs) The podcast where two idiots watched every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th anniversary edition, and are now... In Uncharted Waters. <gasps> Ooh, this podcast is a safe space for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching a movie we chose, a movie we've talked about, a movie we thought, let's get it out of the way. Oh. <laughs> 1917. Ah! <laughs> Where is Colonel McKenzie? There will be spoilers about this. My first thought was boyish. Sure. About this boyish (laughs) modern film. 1917, a boyish modern film. (laughs) Liana has been just in a fantastic (gasps) mood texting me all day. Just the, the the amount of joy I've been receiving just from like the little messages I've been getting from you really do make me wonder about our two years of watching movies that we don't <laughs> like. Like maybe everything's about to turn around. Everything is about literally as you were saying that I got a Tinder message from a guy I'd been messaging who I thought had ghosted me. It's all happening for us. It's all going to be coming up Liana and, <laughs> and Sienna, but I didn't realize how much it... uh. It does affect one's life. <laughs> mm. okay. Liana, should we do our predictions? <sighs> yes. We already know for a fact that we've both seen this movie because we've seen it together. Uh-huh, that's right. At the cinema. Sienna, I would love, please, to hear your prediction for 1917. Hey, Liana. Hey. Welcome back, podcast Thanks. bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're back for season uh, three. Two, whatever we're calling this. Two. Um, and we're starting off with a bang, a.k.a. starting off with someone Liana wants to bang, <laughs> a.k.a. starting off with 1917, a movie <laughs> we've both seen multiple times because we just need to get it out of the way. Stop, stop saying that. And I'm excited to watch it. I really like it. What do it. I think will happen? Um, France. <gasps> France. Boys. Mm. Rivers. Yes. Finding each other. Oh. Milk at some point. Yes. Wow. Those are the specific key things I remember. A man's hand in another, in, in the body of a hand. A man. All <laughs> yeah. right. Um, boy, I love you. Goodbye. Aww. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. That oh, went okay man. for not having done a prediction in this long, in so long. Yeah. And so did that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spoken <laughs> once since our We haven't spoken began. since season two, you guys. <laughs> to each other? We're warming back at up. all. At all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we took a vow of silence. <laughs> Until we could, we need to take more vows of things. All right, Liana, I'd love to hear your prediction for 1917. Okay, here you go. 
<laughs> Hi, Sienna. It's Liana. I'm about to watch 1917. Today is a blessed day. I love this movie so fucking much. Oh my god. I've seen it so many times that I actually think I have the dialogue memorized, and I'm gonna see how much of it I can say along with the film. Whoa. <laughs> I predict war, tall, uh, haunted boys. Oh. The Trenches, Andrew Scott, Colin Firth, Benedict Cumberbatch, Richard Madden, a little bit of a stabbing, uh, the one woman, <laughs> a baby. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, I love you. I'll talk to you about this later. Ah, bye. Bye. <laughs> when I woke up today, I was just filled with joy. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I leaned out my window. I summoned the birds, the woodland creatures. I said, "It's hap today's the day, everyone. We get to watch 1917 again into the gray British air <laughs> that we witnessed. I know this is in France, yeah. That we witnessed sort of throughout the. I mean, it just feels so English. Oh, and it um, is. Well, oh my Liana, 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 Liana. Sienna, I was thinking about this as I was folding my laundry. It's it's really. How fun that you are doing the synopsis of this film. I know. I thought about asking if you wanted to do it, and then I didn't and forgot. Oh, and thank God, because I didn't want to. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Sienna, um, could you please give a synopsis of the movie 1917? I would love to. 1917. Two lads in World <laughs> War One. <laughs> I'm so happy that we're doing this. All right, keep going. <laughs> Try to get a message to a fellow battalion before they walk into a trap at the hands of the Germans that would kill 1,600 men. This highly immersive film follows them essentially in real time as they race against the clock to deliver their message. Oh, That's it. Yay! <laughs> Very good. Very good. Also, I guess we forgot to, or didn't forget, I guess that we didn't um, talk much about what season three is going to look like yet, but. Oh, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we just got right into the episode, but maybe we're going to do Hi. some things a little bit differently this season. Yeah. So now it's not as academic in the sense that we are, are no longer going down a specific list, trying to study film bro culture and thus give things like historical context, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to instead be doing science of our own. Yes, this is the season of vibes, the science of vibes, the vibes yes. of vibes. Vibes. And the science we're doing this time is we're asking a, a scientific question. Our which research is, question. Can movies bring us joy? Mm. And our method for achieving this is we are going to watch movies that we enjoy. <laughs> We each put like 37 or 38 movies that we could think of that we we love and yeah. we're going to watch all of them and we've also got ones that you wrote in and suggested we watch. So we we're doing a 100 more baby. We have a few that we feel that we still should watch so every yep. now and then we'll, we'll we'll let you know which ones are ones we'll that We'll sneak those in. You'll we probably be able to, to tell. Listen y'all, the day that this podcast pays 100% of our bills. Yeah. I'll write a novel on every movie and the history behind it. Until then, it's the season of vibes. Season of vibes. And if anybody, you know what? We always have people who like to write in about the facts they have. So write it on our Instagram about... Drop the, a fact in. The facts that you know about it. And we'll all share together and join we'll our Discord. Share, we'll we'll share. We'll learn. Oh um, my God. Absolutely. But one new segment that we're adding in is a little segment called Hey Girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hi. This is where we check in because we no longer live in the same country and we miss each other. Uh, ugh, embarrassing. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl. What's up? How was What's your week? Up? Things are good. I'm doing lots of puppets here in Los mm. Angeles, California. You want to hear about mm. it? Looks uh, like it from your face <laughs> like you don't. Sienna and I very beautifully have an understanding that it's I so hate beautiful. puppets. And she understands to not talk to me about them too much. If Liana all of a sudden was like, oh, you know what? I love this. I would say, what did you do with my friend? Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing. 
This is our this is our kidnap test for me. That's how we know if I've been kidnapped or like replaced with a changeling from Irish culture. Liana, how are you this week? Uh, How's it over there in old England town? I have to say, England has been very sexually frustrating. Mm. And that's fine. Uh, that's not a change from America. That's that's simply just these <laughs> years I've lived on this earth. And we will bleep that number as I'm keeping my age a secret. <laughs> <laughs> no one can figure it out. <laughs> I was in the same room as two of my crushes, two of my London crushes the other night. And I didn't make out with anybody by the end of it. I sent you a voice note about this, but I still have to talk about it because I don't <laughs> What is going on? Shocking. It's shocking. Shocking. Shocking, as they'd say here. Yeah, so I'm I'm sort of in a, a shocked phase hmm. of the week. And this movie, I gotta say, oh, but I, oh my God, I do have to tell you. And maybe we can just switch from this into our phone notes because it's about the film, kind of. I've obviously been talking about George Mackay in my standup <laughs> uh-huh. at gigs. And as I say on the podcast, I say in my stand-up as well, if anybody knows him, they legally have to tell me. And at the end of a gig the other night, somebody came up to me who was in the audience and was like, you know he lives like just down the street from this venue, right? What? So, on Saturday, my flatmate and I are going to that pub Whoa. just to have a nice a nice drink. There's no other reason. It just happens to be that specific pub. And if, you know, if anything happens, that's, uh, that's, that's up to fate. I heard it has the best drinks. Uh-huh. It's this pub the has the best beer. drinks in London. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I've come to this pub for a drink. Could you pour me a pint of a drink? A good I'd like one a drink of beer. <laughs> and a good, good drink of beer. Wow. Exciting. Yep. That's exciting. <laughs> um, Thank you. I think so, so. Sounds like we need to get into our phone notes. Okay. Yes. Welcome, as per everybody, to our segment, Phone Notes, Old Faithful, where we look at the notes that the other person took on their phone while watching this movie. Wow. <gasps> wow, wow. Oh. What? Okay, I love this. Sienna, your first note is, my notes for this movie are going to be really bad because all my thoughts are just, I love this. Dude, yes! I love this movie. This is really one of my faves. <gasps> Oh my god! <sighs> I mean, you've kind of taken this whole brand, so I don't really get to talk about it that much. <laughs> no, you. you I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's, I will stay silent for forty minutes, please. No, 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 no. I want you to have the brand. No, I'll head. I'm gonna go. No, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't go. part of my brand. I just want to make. I'm gonna it log clear. No, 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 no. I have to go. Um, I'm gonna call an Uber. I want to make it clear because I've also keep playing the role of. I, I find myself going like, oh, uh, I did. I had to watch it. Blah blah blah. It's yeah. such a good movie. <laughs> it's so good. It turns it's me so into good. such a film, bro. It's kind of embarrassing. Leona's <laughs> first note is, oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. I was just so happy to be here. It really is beautiful that after all the times you've seen it, you still love it oh so much. And it brings you the same joy. That That's fantastic. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. I see something new every time I watch it. And really? this was probably the ninth time. <laughs> I was saying... When I was telling my friends I was watching it with, I was like, I I saw it a few times in the theaters. And then you know what? I watched it one time when, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it at Liana's and she recited the whole thing to us. <laughs> she acted out the whole thing. I forgot. I remember that. that. <laughs> I agree with this very much, Liana. You said, why isn't everyone talking about this movie all the time? Watching it again today, I, I got almost angered. Yeah. I was like, what? hang on. This is so good. Watching it with my roommate was fun because... She's like me where she was like, I'm confused about war. Ha ha. Tee hee. And then as we were watching it, once we got to the part where the tripwire happens, which is like just so. (sighs) This is the best film. It's so uh, suspenseful and shocking Mm -hmm. and powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After that moment happened, she had to go like grab a DoorDash thing or something. And she was like, hold on. Can you can you you pause it? (gasps) Yeah. And I was like. I know this movie's really good, right? This She's that like, yeah. is such a great indicator of if a movie is good is if you want it to be paused. Yeah. Like you're just sitting with your friend cuz they have to watch yes. it. Yes. Uh-huh. And if you have to go get something on almost any film on the previous fr- freaking list we were doing, she'd have run out of the home for 2 days and not yep. come back. Yep. But this one needed a pause. 
Yeah, it was yes. a really kind of beautiful moment where I, I was love like, that. I know it's good. It's really it's, good. This is a good film. I remember yeah. my first time watching it in the in the theater. Like I, I very much remember that theater experience because we walked out and I was like, that is the only war movie that's ever meant anything to me. Yes. And, and I remember just like being so in awe about I have a lot of notes about this, but it felt so much like a video game. Mm. And I love that. Did you just get a work assignment that's due tomorrow and is like fully insane? You got three minutes to work on it during these ad breaks. We'll be right back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think this movie changed my, it rewired my brain chemistry because before this, I didn't know the language for what my type is. Uh, and then after this is when I realized it was tall, haunted boy. It was after this? This is what solidified it. Whoa. I was like, oh, this is what that is. And that is what I have been a wanton I remember for watching years. It. I remember watching it change your brain chemistry. I, I was Yeah. There. I was there. No, people, it, it. I was very loud about it <laughs> at the time and since. And of course, my therapist has since taught me the term limerence, <laughs> which, of course, I was experiencing about this man. And honestly, it's sort of back with a vengeance because mm. I've been thinking about him a lot recently, given that he's perhaps geographically not yeah. impossibly far away. Yeah. Oh, Sienna, you've said, Liana, remind me to tell you the offensive to all parties girl boss bit I kept doing while watching this movie. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Anytime there was a moment where we were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that this horrible thing just happened. Like, oh, he look at him, him run across the trenches when people are bombing and whatever. I kept mm -hmm. being like, but imagine doing it in heels. <gasps> Okay, that's fantastic. That is excellent. 
<laughs> that is offensive to no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trying to walk across this bridge, but imagine if he was in heels. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I think that's like second wave feminism again. That's kind of where they were at. <laughs> where yeah. They were like, yeah, that was hard, but we had to do it in heels. <laughs> I was like, oh. If it okay. was women across here, yeah. You better. Yeah, we'd believe. be in a little kitten heel with no strap at the back. <laughs> Our hair would have to be coiffed. We'd be in a pointy bra that's not supportive. <laughs> I love I'm that. Glad you enjoy. <laughs> oh my gosh! In in my notes, you'll see several highlighted in orange, um, just throughout the piece. Okay, you don't have to go through them all at once, but those are the ones in which I am um, really feeling immersed. I guess in all the right. world, we're gonna go through them all at once. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read through all these. Okay. Sorry, but George prepping his gun is so hot. This is the thing where a man is competent and understands how something works. Totally. And knows how to do it very quickly. Oh, absolutely. Well, we have more to get before they go over the top. Save it. Okay. Turning myself into a bucket of milk so George cradles me in his hand. (laughs) That's extremely funny. Um, Please, would a German stab me so George will hold me in his arms? (laughs) Oh, if only a burning German would stab me so that... Oh, I wish a burning German would stab me so that George would hold me in his arms. (laughs) Okay, now this is all caps. George, please hold my hand in this way! (laughs) Oh my God, when Dean is dying and he does the thing where they like interlock fingers in a way that is erotic, erotic. we have to say... It's really sweet. I'm starting to tear up. It's really, really sweet. This this I, movie hits on emotion. This is where I am um, inappropriate as an audience member because I, I am always so horny in that scene. And I, I know it's sad. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be sad. But the way that George clasps that man's hand. Ooh, baby. Ooh. Oh, my God. Hachi chachi. You know how my sex dreams of late and slash always are just like having a nice hug with someone <laughs> like nothing actually spicy happens. This is exactly what I want. I just want a, a, a firm clasp of the hand. Yeah. Intimate oh, human connection with. Oh, my God. I guess. Yeah. Physical touch of mm, any man. kind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. You said. OK. <clears throat> said wow aloud at how hot his wrist is. <laughs> wrist? His wrist looks so good in the scene where he's just been hit by a ricocheting bullet and blacked out uh-huh. right before the cinematography really pops off. And he pulls himself up and he notices that his watch is broken, etc. He pulls himself up by the railing of the stairs and it's... <sighs> that, you know, I mean, are you familiar with the meme, Dat Ankle? Where it's like a guy looking at a 1914 era woman's ankle. Sure. I was that way, but it was that wrist. He I has, said, damn. His hands are, he has like wolf hands. He has like very large hands. <laughs> what the fuck? I noticed my mom always said that I was like a puppy growing up because my hands have always been so much bigger proportionately. <laughs> That's really funny. And your feet, too. Yeah. My feet, yeah. Big that makes paws. sense. Big paws. Big paws. She got big paws. <laughs> she got big paws. She got big paws. Um, you've said, BRB becoming a German soldier so George straddles and chokes me. That part, <laughs> that part's actually really hot. Deeply it's, homoerotic. It's, it's, it's a lot. They are having sex. Oh, it's my gosh. Okay, and then finally you say, BRB turning myself into a dead corpse so George puts his hand <laughs> in me. <laughs> So you were just remembering the, f- the, 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 yeah. Also, I really love the phrase dead corpse. <laughs> that is redundant. I didn't even think about that. That corpse is dead though. I mean, that, that is a corpse that is for sure dead. That guy's not coming back. Treat a rat like crawled of out of him. Put your hand in me. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie so much, but it, it's His one of those again, like wound hand. Yeah. Well, it's not festering until it's in me. That's the thing that causes it to fester. We're just, we're not good for each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Leon, I loved all that. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I enjoy this film so, so greatly. And we enjoy you enjoying it. 
Thank you. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to say all your notes, so I have to kind of, because there's so many, so I have to uh, <laughs> pick and choose. And one I choose is, OMG, this is when he finds the cow of convenience. <laughs> it really is. This is another thing that makes it so video game. Because you find something yeah. that is exactly what you need, and then later uh-huh. it becomes extremely uh-huh. relevant, and you say, "I uh-huh. have that in my, I have that in my inventory." Little baby, <laughs> you need milk. I have milk in my inventory. Yeah, from earlier, from my previous side quest. Oh. I know. When I saw this with my parents, my poor mom was so stressed out the whole time, and then afterwards she was like, "So he just happened to find a cow and a bucket of milk, and then later a baby." And so I was like, let it "Yeah." Happen. Yeah, he did. Yeah, mom. It's a perfect movie. Sure, it doesn't make any fucking sense. That's not the point. <laughs> the is point it, is... Is it so... Is it such an issue for you for something to be <laughs> lovely? <laughs> but it is so... Because later, like 10 minutes later, after Dean has died and he's on the truck with the, the other boys, they're looking out at a sea of dead cows. Yeah. And they're like, who machine guns cows? And I'm like, okay, so they just missed this one cow. <laughs> They were like, we'll let that one go. That one can stay. Yeah, that that cow that can live can to tell stay. the tale. That that cow can pass the story he on to ne- the next generation. <laughs> yeah, they need someone to, to tell their friends. <laughs> the cow of convenience. <laughs> In a sieve, they went to see. Oh, oh my God! That poem is so hot. It's very haunted. The way that he recites that poem. Yeah, and then here's the clock. I really think they should put that on Spotify. Because I would listen to it. I would make that my alarm in the morning. And I believe They went that. to see in a sieve they did. In a sieve they went to see. Oh! The frickin' jumblies, man. This movie is, um... It's the best thing. It's so good. Why did they go and do that? Oh, yeah, you did write down... Why did they decide to make this movie so good? <laughs> why? They put their whole... Um... Trenchuses... <laughs> into this movie (gasps) liana you said you said hey free bath (laughs) when he falls in the river (laughs) and he said out loud and he says out loud hey free bath hey free bath i know it's been a tough day so far but hey free bath silver linings they're so dirty the whole piece (sighs) and then he gets a free bath free bath liana you said this guy crying would be me you mean when he's like running through and he's like (laughs) wes wes kill mckenzie (laughs) Colonel McKenzie! Colonel McKenzie! Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and the he's the captain. so much harder than anyone told yeah. me it would be. This is the worst thing. Obviously, your brain is broken by that point. It has been three years of trench warfare. Are you kidding? Nobody is supposed to go through that psychologically. It is so bad for you. Don't do it. Listen, if anybody ever is like, hey, do you want to come to the trench war? Say no. <laughs> Say, that's going to be bad for me. We're rolling out to the trench war. Want to come? No, I do not. I would stop not rolling. Your like cars are not good enough. To participate I do not in the want war. to do the trench war. Um, I was wondering about this scene. Okay. If, because we've all felt this way when mm. you're running, but what I know that is, <laughs> <What? laughs> of when you're running, you're, you're like, I have to get this done now. Like, where's, where's Colonel McKenzie? Yes. Listen to me. Listen yeah. to me. Yeah. When's the last time you felt like, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me? Hmm. And in a rush. Oh, well, in a rush, I don't know. But the listen to me aspect was when I was trying to get FedEx to deliver my new passport to the visa office. Mm. And they were like, listen, it's somewhere in Tennessee. And I was like, where is Colonel McKenzie? Yeah, where's Colonel McKenzie? Where's Colonel McKenzie? (laughs) I have been... um, I'm in this very creative group right now where everybody has strong opinions and I'm really, it's very Mm. valuable and we always get on the same page. So it's a good thing. But there are a number of times recently where I have this idea that I think is really good. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many voices (laughs) that I feel like I'm like, where's Colonel McKenzie? Yes. We need to have Nosferatu put on a suit. Where's Colonel McKenzie? (laughs) We We should give this puppet shoes. Where's Colonel McKenzie? Where's Colonel McKenzie? <laughs> yeah, for any like work project where yeah. you feel like you're not being heard, yeah. you should be allowed to shout, Where's Colonel McKenzie? And, and the then everybody stakes, has to listen to you. The stakes are equal. Mm-hmm. You're saving 1,600 men by shouting, Where is Colonel McKenzie? And getting your idea heard by your puppet group. 
You said no one has ever been hotter than George Mackay in this scene. Which <laughs> come you- on. Oh my gosh. So he's had his free bath and he's listened to an a cappella song and then he's fought his way through the trenches. He's been literally in the trenches. And he looks okay, and you've said something very funny <laughs> about this. This is right before the line that you've noted when he looks down the trench and he looks up over the top and realizes he's going to have to go over the top and run across the battlefield. Uh And the lighting is so good, and his eyes are so blue. His skin is so clear from his free bath. His hair is really nice. His jacket is fitted in a way that his waist looks... (laughs) Looks well. Snatched. (laughs) Looks... Listen, his waist is snatched. What else can I say? (laughs) What's to be said? He's in the trench, snatched waist, house down, boots as hell. And it's so, he's so beautiful in that shot. Oh my gosh. And then he takes action and heroically runs. That man is running. He runs Forrest Run across the battlefield. And Sienna, you have said the line right before that. (laughs) Yeah, The guy who he was talking to, who's commanding the attack, says, you can't possibly make it that way. Are you bloody insane? And Sienna, you said, can you imagine going out of your way to say the least helpful thing possible in a situation like this. <laughs> There's a number of times in the film where people are like, you'll never make it. And he's like, uh, okay, stop I, doing that. I'm, Can we rest it with the negativity? I would be so upset. It's like, okay, I obviously am already stressed. <laughs> Because the Germans are after us, and there's all these trenches. My hand is festering because I accidentally stuck it in a wound. Stuck it in a German. My friend just died. I have to tell his brother about it later. His brother's probably dead. And guess Mm -hmm. what? I actually have to find these men, or 1,600 of them will die. (laughs) I'm actually already feeling enough stress as it is. It's not actually that helpful to me Yeah. as my friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do not have the bandwidth to hear your opinion on my current situation. Like... I am not in that headspace. Yeah, and I know these these boys are mean to each other. Like when they're in the car, like they're all kind of just oh, like, Oh yeah, you they're suck. razzing you each suck, other. Yeah. And it's how they talk because again, they're mm-hmm. not allowed to have intimate moments until they actually are dying. Yeah. But until then they try to show their affection <laughs> by um being cruel to one another mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we haven't given men a chance in that way. <laughs> <laughs> Because society's been not playing their cards. If there's right. one thing about the historical year 1917, it is that we had not yet given men a chance in that way. <laughs> and that's real. That's so true. Uh, we still haven't. And it's just like, how can you imagine that saying the thing that you should say is like, yeah, not going to work? Man, that is not going to happen for you. you it's need like, one, shut up. For me personally, I really respond to encouragement. Like, if someone yes. says, I've never. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's when when you, when people try to get you down, that's when you fight harder. No. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're right. I can't make it. But if someone <gasps> were to say, like, you can do it, girl. I'd yeah. be like, I'm going to make it all the way. Why was no one in the trench shouting, you can do it, girl. You go, girl. To George. You go, you girl. You go, girl. Way to slay. Well, the major sort of tells him that, Adrian Scarborough, slay at the end. all the way. <laughs> slay all day. <laughs> Slay the day. Somebody comes out with just like bathroom signs and is like, hey, live, laugh, love. And get over there. Get your ass over there. Don't talk. No talkie before coffee. (laughs) That's what Colonel McKenzie says. Uh, And Liana, your final note is, yep, as always, a perfect film. Oh, it's so satisfying to get to the end of it and be like, yeah, huh? Happy to have checked in. Glad to see it hasn't changed. And my opinion on it remains the same. It is so aggressively watchable. Oh, and rewatchable. It's it's, rewatchable. Yeah, it's remarkable. It's a really good movie. Much like a video game, we're going to (laughs) press pause on our speaking for about three (laughs) minutes. We'll be right back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, now is our segment, Badges and Tragedies, where we give badges for <gasps> battalions saved oh. by boys. Whee! And tragedies for trench warfare. Oh my gosh, incredible. Beautiful work. Thank you. I have so many badges, holy shit. <laughs> you go ahead, then. Go okay. Ahead. Badge, as we discussed for the set decoration. Oh. Wow. Um, I have a general badge for the production value. The whole mm. one shot thing. It's so beautiful the whole time. Um, very yeah. awe inspiring. Yeah. Visuals. Yes. Badge for a dog. Did you see the dog? <laughs> no. Oh my God. Where? <laughs> a man is holding a dog bork, bork. while speaking to them. Literally, yes. What man? What? In the trenches, bork, bork, you bitch. <laughs> for the cinematography is so dynamic and so video game man i can't really express mm. enough how i will watch it all day forever yeah i love it yeah it's so good so deserving of that oscar for best cinematography holy god a badge for this okay so all right this is a trage in terms of like the history of it but for me it's a badge because i love how fucked up it is a badge for this is all supposed to be a beautiful meadow but instead it's a mud pit hellscape filled with dead people and that is so tragic because you remember the opening and the closing shots of the movie yeah Yeah. that's what france looked like before the war and then it was mud that is when you yeah have those moments where you're like oh this was nature or this was a town Mm. or a city that is so sad um, interesting that you put that in badges, but okay. I know. Again, my takes here, they're always a little like, what? <laughs> That's how you categorize that? Huh. Um, mm. I have a badge for the fact that there's very little plot to keep track mm. of. So it's like one of the most clear movies I've ever seen. <laughs> all relying on emotion. And that that I can handle. Yeah. My heart can pay attention. My brain cannot. <laughs> That's beautiful. A badge for God bless Roger Deakins. Oh. Wow. Mm. Wow. You know what? And Thomas Newman as well, composer of the score. Wow, wow, wow. Shawshank Redemption, Dream Team, reunited. Badge for boys being emotional together. Oh. That's the, that's, it's one of these movies. That's a, that's got to be a genre, too, of 
boy friendship <laughs> in a way that's not uh that's not scary offensive on screen yeah it's mostly yeah and they're like telling each Tender. other stories and being friends tender boy friendship oh yeah that's a great that's a great point um i have a <laughs> a badge for george looking leggy as hell in this scene <laughs> <laughs> leggy leggy I really, I objectify this man so much, and I, I'm I'm so sorry to him. Um, when they're walking away from the German trench after he's been rescued, his legs just wow, wow. They look long, and he he's a graceful sort of ballerina, and I love him, and I am in love with him. I'm, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm experiencing limerence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, this badge is. I have to say it again. This is so video game. Oh my God. The dialogue. I love the dialogue. The dialogue is, it's so cool. You know what it is? It's cool. You know what it is? Uh, badge for how George looks partially like he's in black and white because of the dust. When they come out of the German trench, he's been covered in that very chalky white dust and he washes his face off, but his ears and his neck are still pretty covered in it. So from certain angles, it looks like only part of him has been like colorized, Mm. but the rest of him looks like he's from the year 1917. Whoa. Whoa. My final badge is for the well done lad moment after a long oh, journey. That is always yes. so satisfying and very emotional. Like it really makes oh me, my gosh. Really makes me tear up. Aww. He's been through so much and somebody finally says, because everyone's so hey. mean. Because they're a war. <laughs> everybody's, he, everybody's mean to him for a full day. Yeah. And then finally like, somebody please, says, please good listen. Job. And they're like, shut up. He finally gets there. And Benedict Cumberbatch is like, shut up, biatch. Yep. And he's like, no, <laughs> listen to me. Please, please listen to me. Yeah. And, and then he finally, does listen and he tells him to fuck off. Yeah. The other dude but, is like, good job. <clears throat> good work. You worked hard. Oh, that guy, he might be dead. Yeah. But go look for him. Badge for George's acting when he's talking about how he hated going home. And when he found out that he couldn't stay, that he might never see them again. And he does this little pained expression. Mm. Wow. 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 Badge for the Scottish welcome aboard the night bus to fuck knows where. (laughs) That's funny. Great. Love that. A badge for the silhouette shot of George when they all get back in the car and they're like, you're never going to make it. And he's in silhouette and the other boys are not. He's got such a cute little nose. I love to look at it. A badge for in that scene, we've got them on the ropes at least. No, we don't. Oh my God, a reality check about the war. So important. Such an important reminder that, um, excuse me, this thing was going to go on for another year and a half Whoa. after this movie ended. Crazy. Whoa. Crazy. A badge for backting, which is acting with your back. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch this. Yeah. demonstrates this so superbly. Benedict Cumberbatch. Thank you. Yes. When George Mackay says, the Germans planned this, sir. They've been planning this for months. And Benedict Cumberbatch stiffens and then just sort of nods with his back yeah, <laughs> to right. Adrian Scarborough. You're right. That is backting. And my final badge is a badge for, at the end of the movie, in the credits, the dedication for Lance Corporal Alfred H. Mendez, 1st Battalion, King's Royal Rifle Corps, who told us the stories. <laughs> Goosebumps every time. Beautiful. 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 Trages? Trages. My first trage. War is effed. Too sad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fucked up. Oh my God. Uh, my first trage is a trage for the moment where Colin first says, Down to Gehenna or up to the throne. He travels the fastest who travels alone. Because every time he says that, I'm like, What the fuck? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Who is that? Where is Gehenna? It's another instance of somebody saying sort of the least helpful thing yeah, as yeah. Some, as two guys are gearing up to do a very hard trip. Is I it just that. us, sir? Well, the Bible once said, you're like, what the hell? Could you just say like, yes, and here's some extra money or something? My next trad is for what the hell is Lieutenant? Why do okay. they say Lieutenant like that? Can you tell I've me Googled that? I've Googled this. Riddle me yes, that. Yes, it's because <laughs> that is just the way that they pronounced it in that era. 
for many, many years, they pronounced it that way, but it was still spelled lieutenant. That sucks. <laughs> Seriously dumb. There's no F in there. They knew what they I, you were know, doing. I, when you think about like English towns and how many letters are in there that you don't say, or ones where there are letters that you there are are not in there that you do say. Oh yeah, or like Worcestershire sauce. Right, that's true. I you thought know? it was all called like Leghorn, and like sure, there's also Leghorn. Yep. <laughs> I guess I was just thinking of Leghorn. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's stupid. That's really yeah. dumb. That's super fair. I have a trash for men pissing. I want to see that. <laughs> I, wish I get that it's, listen, I get that that's part of war, but that's not a unique part of World War One. So I don't need to see that to learn about this war. <laughs> I don't even need to know what happens. Um, I have a trash for this movie makes me such a film bro. Sometimes I hear myself talking and I really do hate myself, but I do. <laughs> like and I got to say, even before this podcast, this movie made me a film bro. Like I, I remember watching it and it kind of changing my brain chemistry in that way that I was yes. like, I want to get to the bottom of why this was such a oh. wonderful experience cinematically. Yeah. Mm. Mm. A trage for Mark Strong really said, sorry, sorry, your friend died, but you're going to have to shove that down. And I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> it helps if you don't think once about again, it. like not really helpful. People just say things that are not helpful to George for 40 for 24 hours. Yeah. I also love when Benedict Cumberbatch completely trauma dumps and is like, listen, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're all gonna die. And he's oh like, I God. really don't. I, why? I'm why so me? tired. Why are you telling this? I to have me? to go find out if this other guy is dead. Please stop talking about Last Man Standing. Um, as beautiful as it sounds in your wonderful voice. Trage, of course. This is a trage within the movie, but it's actually very cool the way that it, it that you feel it the whole time. But the the festering wound of it all, like you know, he has a cut mm. hand, and then it's just like you can feel how dirty it is. And yep. how infected it's getting the whole time, even though yeah. they never show it again. It's very. I, I I actually really like that. I think it's really cool. But I'm putting it in tragedies because ah. Ew. Well, that's why they wrote in the line, "Hey, free bath." <laughs> hey, free bath. Good, my hand. Oh, good, my festering hand. I could use. But then he crawls over all those hand. corpses, so yeah. not good. Yeah, that hand. He probably he probably lost that hand. Yeah, he probably does. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, trage for just the one woman <laughs> in the movie. I guess two because the baby's a girl. The baby is a woman. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's. I get it. It's know. a war film. The boys were the, the, the people at the war. But, uh, whew. Yeah. Not and the very, worst it could have been. It was a respectful woman, but there's yeah. just the one. <laughs> it was just the one. No boob, no, no hint of boob or anything like that, which right. we love. It was a very respectful woman character. Um, my one trage for what Corporal Scof- Schofield, is that his name? Mm-hmm. For what Schofield mm-hmm. does wrong is the only thing he does wrong is that he leaves the door wide open for that baby and that French woman. <laughs> he does not close the door. <laughs> very rude and dangerous. <laughs> oh my God. That's really funny. That is so ungentlemanly of him. Yeah. How camera out of character. Wise, camera wise, I get it. Oh, sure. But I was like, are you kidding me? There's bombs out here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, my gosh. Um, my last trage is all of the major roles are white men. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 You know. It's it's the English in World War One again. Book, yeah. I get it. They were showing some diversity in terms of like the colonies and like men from India coming up and fighting in the war, but everybody with a major role, right? White, right. My final tragedy is just for the brother dying moment, having to tell his oh. him that his brother died was just it's so mm. sad. It's so sad. The acting is so good yeah. in that scene. Again, it's not really a tragedy for the movie, but I had to. Have something insane tragedies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. Yes, Liana. Shall we move on to our next segment now? Should we do yeah. that? And gosh, what what does this look like now? Because we invented this when we didn't want to hear about movies. Well, because movies are so annoying. I gotta say, I think it might be relevant later when we're showing each other the movies that we're making each other watch. Okay, so we'll do it for all of them. <laughs> I say we keep it. Okay, this is our segment: How to pretend you've seen this film. Which is for 
You are at a war museum in Belgium, perhaps, uh-huh. in France. At, you're at a war museum about the Battle of the Somme, and Blake is coming up to you. Uh-huh. And he says, whoa, the Battle of the Somme. You know who didn't remember anything about that? was Lance Corporal William Schofield in the film 1917. Yeah, 1917, which I bet I know much more about than you, and I'm going to try to ruin it for you, (laughs) because no one can like it as much as me. And in order to get Blake to uh, bleed out, (laughs) stop talking to you. (gasps) Metaphorically, we're going to give you a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the film 1917. Yes, yes, Blake, I've seen 1917, and I've actually also seen the the behind-the-scenes making-of footage of 1917. And while it looks, and while you probably think that that movie was shot in one single take, it is actually nine very long segments pieced together. Wow. (laughs) Yes, Blake, I've seen 1917. I know it better than you, I'm sure. And don't try to tell me what you like about it. (laughs) What's actually awesome about it is that it's like a freaking video game. (laughs) There's one thing you take away from this episode about 1917. It really is. is. like a video game. I don't know why they don't make everything like this. It's so artful. I I I wish I knew more about video games so I could agree with you. I only know Kirby. Yes, Blake, I've, I've seen 1917. Not many people may realize this, but that movie actually takes place in the year 1917. And it specifically starts on the date April 6th, 1917, which even fewer people actually realize is the date historically that the United States of America officially entered World War I. Whoa. Sorry that I yawned when you said that. Yes, Blake, I've seen 1917. You don't need to explain it to me. I already really like it. Shut up. I've probably seen it more times (laughs) than you. And... One thing that's very cool about that movie is it's so, so clear because there's just truly one plot thing you got to know, which is that they're trying to find the other guys to tell them not to go into a battle. That's all it is. And so you know the whole time that they're just trying to chase these guys. They're trying to find Yes, that's so true. Blake, I'm going to stop you before you explain this movie that I know much more about than you do. By saying what I imagine General Aaron Moore wrote in his letter to Colonel McKenzie, commanding that he call off the attack. Don't do it. Don't just don't do it. Don't like, go to the trench war. Say no. If anybody asks you to go to the no trench war, you, you don't go to trench war. Say no to trench war. Yes. Um. Shut up, Blake. I've seen that movie. Don't try to ruin it for me. I love it. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the girlies. Yes. And one of the reasons for that is because, guess what? It was co-written by a woman, and it shows. Yeah. It is a very emotional war film that actually made me start to understand ways in which World War I was so effed. Mm. I already knew oh. about that, but I knew, I under, it was immersive, okay? Blake, you thought the Battle of the Somme from June to November of 1916 was hard? Try doing it in heels. (laughs) I bet you couldn't. And with that, you you click-clack away from Blake (laughs) to the next exhibit in the museum, (laughs) which is our segment, Should You Watch This Or? This feels like a very meta moment. Wow. Yeah. In the early days of this podcast, I would always say, should you watch this or should you watch 1917? What are you going to say today? I'm going to say, should you watch this? And obviously, yes, you should watch 1917. Again, you'll know I've been replaced by a demon if I ever am like, eh, you don't have to watch it. (laughs) That's another way to tell. And what you should also do is you should read the book In Memoriam by Alice Wynn which is a World War I book about these two gay boys oh. who go to the war. And it is so gay. It is oh. openly gay. These oh. boys are gay. Gay. And that's the one thing that 1917 is missing besides like women and people of color. Yeah. <laughs> is letting these boys be openly gay. The yeah. way that they were holding hands, the way that George straddled and choked that German man. That, yeah. Let the boys be gay. Yeah. 
that book is so good. I actually am considering rereading it just to hurt my own feelings again. Love that. What about you, Sienna? Love that. Thank you. Yeah, I actually really recommend this movie. Yeah. I would recommend it. If you ever have to watch a war movie, this is by far the best one. Yes. That exists. Um, mm-hmm. I really like it. I think they did a really good job. They did a, such a good job. They did such a good job on this movie. <laughs> um, I just remember thinking like, this is a movie made for for me. This is when I saw uh, it. And it sounds like me it felt too. the same way. Yeah. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. And that's I, so beautiful that we felt that way for different reasons. I know. It's really, I think it's really thoughtful. And it's like, it's just so watchable. It's, 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 it's a more considerate viewing experience than most movies like that is such a good way of expressing it yeah it's very considerate so i would recommend it i really really like it and it would be it's very cinematic so make it make it a movie night have the lights down oh um sienna what would you rate the film 1917 i would honestly give this movie five out of five (laughs) five wrong place wrong time hungry rats (laughs) out of five Five, five rip rats out of Bastard five. Bastard rats. Liana, how about you? Five George Mackays out of five. Gosh, what a... Actually, that would be a terrifying number. <laughs> I'd feel very overwhelmed. That would be too much for you, yeah. I'd feel like I was in a mirror maze. Five George Mackays out of five. Perfect film. Oh my gosh. Happy, every time I see it, I'm happy to see it. Never gets boring. Never gets old. From tip to taint. It's excellent. <laughs> And with that, and across de- it's across departments as well. Just yeah. like everybody popped the hell off they did such making a this job. film. Every single person did a great job. Oh, the other should you watch this and thing that I was going to say is Nathan Fode, who plays a character on Our Flag Means Death, did a, a front facing character video that is so funny where he plays the one gay extra in 1917. <laughs> and it's like a one minute long video that he posted in 2020. And find it on the internet. It is so, so silly. Amazing. Oh my gosh. We did it. This has been our first episode of season three. The Where's new... Colonel McKenzie? <laughs> Where's Colonel McKenzie? Where we are find- finding out if movies can bring us joy. So far, this one did. Fat yes. Fat yes. Big from this yes one. to this one. Uh, Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We are on social media unlike george we are at tossed popcorn on instagram on tiktok on twitter we also have a patreon where we post bonus content there's a discord chat where people are very nice to each other i'll happily chat with anyone about george mckay's full filmography all the live long day listen subscribe like follow if anybody knows george mckay legally please you do have to tell me we are reachable online you know where to find us. And next week, uh, we know what we're watching. Mm-hmm. So please join us when we'll be watching another film that some of us may really enjoy. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be on the same page as much about this one. <laughs> join us next week when we will be watching the Muppet movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> oh, man. She's going, she's feral. That's me when I see George. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Where is Colonel McKenzie? You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. These guys were mildewy as hell. I actually think you would have done okay because you don't mind being damp. Yeah. I think I'd have perished immediately. Yeah. Just due to bad vibes. Yeah. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.